Welcome to a special Thanksgiving episode of Sage Spirituality. I'm your host, Joel Marbet. And this week, we're not going to take quite as much time in the study. I want to take a moment before we even start and just tell you guys how thankful we are because you come to the table with us so frequently. Every episode, the audience grows. Every time we get together, there's more people coming up. There's more people listening to past episodes. You guys are rating it. You're sharing it. You've subscribed. You've done an amazing job. And I just want to ask you to continue to go forward with us because we sincerely cannot do it without you. As you can tell by the title of today's episode, Thanksgiving Exercise, I think realistically when we pass through Thanksgiving, I know one year for me, my goal from Thanksgiving to Christmas was simply not to gain any weight. It wasn't that I wanted to get a gift or I wanted anything else. I just didn't want to gain weight. And it's a very difficult thing because I love Thanksgiving food. I love the holiday food. I love the turkeys and the dressings and the stuffings and the cobblers and the pies. And it's just so much wonderfulness in one place. Many, many times it's very hard to just push it away and not just overindulge and gain two pounds, three pounds, 10 pounds during the holiday season. But this year, I want to give you a challenge. The exercise I want to give to you is not a way to trim your waist. If anything, it's a way for you to expand your soul. And I know this is a holiday time. We're going to be around families. We're going to be busy, 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 busy. But I want to challenge you just to set a pause button in your life. Take a few moments and reflect. Look for some solitude. Find yourself some peace and quiet. And just focus on the exercise that I'm going to put down for you. And I promise you, your soul will absolutely grow by leaps and bounds. This week, one thing that I want to consider, or one person specifically that I want to focus on, is St. John Chrysostom. He was an amazing man of God. He was called the golden preacher. He was the the most well-known communicator of the gospel. In the first several centuries of the church, the man was amazing. He could move entire cities with the presentation of the gospel. He was a man who was completely committed to the gospel message, yet he seemed to be at odds with the local government. The government at the time was not Christian, and they opposed his influence. They opposed his message. They came against him in so many different ways. They attempted all the time, simply out of jealousy, to undermine him and do him damage. And in the middle of all of that craziness, listen to what he said. He said, nothing is holier than that tongue which gives thanks to God in evil circumstances. Truly, in no respect, does it fall short of that of martyrs. Both alike are crowned, both the former and the latter. He said that nothing is holier than a tongue that gives thanks to God in evil circumstances. I know that this past year we've all gone through good times and we've gone through bad times. There's absolutely no way to exonerate yourself or put yourself in a situation where bad things or challenging things are not going to happen in your life. But I think this time we can take a pause and we can look back. And maybe some of you guys are going through an exceptionally difficult time right now. 
it would be an amazing time for you to start giving thanks to God, even in the middle of evil circumstances. I'll promise you, if you can find a way to be thankful in these challenging times, then your heart will absolutely grow. Your, your soul will get deeper and stretch even further. Listen to what he said uh, a little bit further on in his ministry. He, he, it, by this time, he was living in exile. Okay, he, got, he was exiled twice as a pastor. He was kicked out of his city. The first time he was kicked out of his city and there was such an uproar that the, that the emperor had to bring him back so he could preach. But then very, very shortly after, he fell out with the emperor's wife. And, you know, it's like jumping out of the pan and into the fire. And he was exiled again. Now imagine the greatest preacher, the greatest pastor of the entire generation living in a cave. Living in a cave and being provided for by people who lived in abject poverty, but who loved their pastor. And in the middle of this situation, he wrote these words. He says, even if it be disease or poverty, foreseen or in unseen benefits, and for those which we receive against our will, but also whenever we are either in poverty or in sickness or are being insulted, then let us intensify our thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, I mean, not in words, nor with the tongue, but in deeds and works, in mind and in heart, let us give thanks to him with all our souls. Those are words written from a cave of, of exile. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being completely isolated and prohibited from going back into the city where your heart is, where your family is, where your ministry is, prohibited from going there, and military uh, guards sit outside of the cave where you're isolated and you can only receive certain number of visitors every day, and there's no electricity, there's no running water. But in the midst of that atmosphere, he said that he would give thanks to God, not just with his tongue, not just with his words, but in his deeds, in his works, in his mind, in his heart. You know, when we give thanks, it's something super natural. It's something that is not natural. When we're, you know, it's easy to say thank you, God, when everything is going well. But the Bible specifically teaches us he sends the rain on the just and the unjust alike. And we must realize that when we live in communion with the Lord, that the rain and the sunshine both have benefit in our life. The good days in the most challenging days have incredible benefit to our life. But we must make a decision to see the benefit. We have to do this Thanksgiving exercise, which is stopping all of the rush and all of the noise and sitting down and maybe taking a pen and a paper and reflecting back over our past year. Thinking about the days that were great the days that were amazing, and the days that just weren't, the days that were the most challenging, and choosing at that moment to see God's hand and to realize that God is doing something in our life in the rain and 
in the Son. Now, I love the way C.S. Lewis frames this idea. He said these words. He said, we ought to give thanks for all fortune. If it is good, because it is good. If bad, because it works in us patience, humility, and the contempt of this world and the hope of our eternal country. Just look at it like this. On the good days, let's thank God because it's just good. Man, the birds sing, the sun's out, everything's going great. But even when the bad days come, let us also thank God. Let us be thankful in the difficult times because the difficult times form us. They make us patient. It causes us to be humble. And it also causes us to just not get comfortable in this country where we're considered pilgrims. We're considered foreigners. This is not our homeland. And we should always have a yearning for our true home. And when we pass through those difficult times, at least in my life, I can concur with C.S. Lewis. I have, this, I have this unbelievable contempt for the world where we live, where there's pain and where there's suffering and where there's injustice. And I realize that one day it will all be made right. Now, St. John was at the very end of his life. And believe it or not, his last words, he was living in exile. He had contracted uh, the disease of tuberculosis. He was basically uh, choking to death in a cave all by himself. And his last recorded words were these. He looked up at one of his attendants and he told them one sentence. He said, glory be to God for all things. And according to what he had written earlier in his life, before exile, that nothing is holier than the tongue that gives thanks to God in evil, in evil circumstances. Or later on in exile when he was in a cave and he wrote these words and he said, I'm going to, I'm going to practice thanksgiving and not just through words and not just through ideas, but I'm going to do it in deeds and in work. I'm going to do it with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I have to believe that when he said that last sentence, glory be to God for all things, he was saying at the end of a life that had been fully lived for the glory of God, he was saying, I can see the glory of God in the cave. I can see him in the emperor's palace. I can see him in my church and with my family. I can see him on the days when the sun's out, and I can also see him on the days when it's raining. Friends, here at Sage Spirituality, we are thankful for you. We're thankful for the good times. We're thankful for the bad times. We're thankful. In all things, we're thankful. And my prayer for you during this holiday season is that you would take time to do your Thanksgiving exercises. Pause. Take out a pen and paper. Write down the good. Write down the bad. And choose to see God's fingerprints in all places. Remember the words of St. John at the very end of his life. Glory be to God for all things. 
Thank you for coming to the table with us this week. We pray that this season is going to be an amazing time for you in your relationship with God and that you would go deeper, that you would lean in and you would reach back with us and just continue on this journey. We're looking so forward. In two weeks, we're going to continue with our regular episodes. God bless you and happy Thanksgiving.